Holy jumping polywog farts. Uh, no idea what that meant. But then again, as you uh, listen to the rest of the podcast, you'll have no idea what anything meant. Um, why am I doing that voice? Why do I go down? Why do I go down with my register? <laughs> well, it's only up. It's, you, can, you can only go up from here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Harlan Williams. Welcome to the Harland Highway. And what would Jesus do? That's one of the big burning questions we will be asking today. What would Jesus do? Would he eat hot sauce and hot food? I don't know, would you? That's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Can you handle the hot and the spicy? Um, and then I'm going to go on a rant about The Voice. There's a show on uh, television called The Voice, and there's an aspect of that show that I'm not happy with, and I'm going to get grumbly and rant about it. Uh, we're going to be going on about sunglasses. Do you have sunglasses? Are they a status symbol? I don't know. How about this? Do you have a woodpecker? Yeah, we're going to be talking about woodpeckers, and I'm not talking about a an old ancient sex toy from the pioneer era. No, I'm talking about the bird woodpecker. So put your helmet on, start pecking. Here we go. It's the Harlan Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harland Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. Just do me. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. Just do me. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. Hey. It's Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway, and what would Jesus do? Huh? What would Jesus do? Uh, folks, I hate to say this, but, you know, Jesus ain't around anymore. I mean, in spirit, yeah, he is. He's the Son of God. He's here, but, uh, you know what? If you brought Jesus back today, and you pulled that little number on him, let's say, uh, you know, there was a bank robbery... The bank robber had a gun, and he says, Everyone on the floor, I'm going to shoot y'all! And someone goes, Well, what would Jesus do? And if Jesus was there, what could he do? He doesn't know modern times. He'd be like, Well, I shall walk across the lake. Is is that okay? Is, is that what I do? Would that uh, stop the bank robbery? Uh, hello? Hello? Can I get a lake? Hello? You know what I mean? Or, uh, you know, let's say you're, you're confronted with temptation. Let's say you're at a store and you, uh, you see an iPod and you want to steal it. And someone sees you putting it in your pocket and they go, what would Jesus do? Well, let's say Jesus was there. He doesn't know what an iPod is. He doesn't even know what a mall is. Maybe he'd be like, uh, I shall give you seven loaves of bread and seven fishes in return for that little mechanical device that plays music and movies? Would that be a good fair trade? Uh, I mean, come on. It's not applicable today. 
What about the war in Iraq, Jesus? Well, I could turn your water into wine if that would be easier than a war. I mean, everybody could use a good drink, I think. Everyone seems to be on edge about the war. Maybe give me that water. I'll make you a nice uh, Pellegrino or, uh, you know, a nice red. <laughs> I don't know. It seems unfair to Jesus to put him on the spot, considering he was walking around in sandals and waving palm fronds. Okay? Let's leave Jesus out of it and take responsibility for ourselves. What would you do? Okay? Don't put it on Jesus. What would you do, Mr. and Mrs.? Take responsibility. Do the right thing. Here's what you do. You go right to the Harland Highway. And have a good old-fashioned, God-loving good time. Amen to that. Hello! Have, have you have you seen this show on NBC called The Voice? I haven't seen it. I, I I've got my American Idol. I don't need another singing show. Thank you very much. But here's why I played the theme for The Voice. And in case you don't know, if you don't watch TV, it's a it's a uh, another singing competition show on primetime network television. And it's got a a cast of celebrity judges, you know, some uh, legitimate singers. And then Christine Aguilera, who was kind of, sort of, maybe a pop star, like, you know, 10, 12 years ago. I think she had one semi-radio hit called Genie in a Bottle or something that was kind of a fringe hit. It, it wasn't like, you know, a mainstay of pop. I don't I don't think she'll ever be remembered in the history of rock and roll as having uh, you know, superstardom status the way Britney Spears did. So I never uh I never really dug on Christine Aguilera. I always found when she sang that her uh her antics, uh, you know you know how some singers, when they get right into it, they close their eyes and their fingers are moving and they're like, they're so taken over by what they're singing that their body language becomes almost the way you see Stevie Wonder at his, at his piano or uh, Joe Cocker, like just twisted up with, with the passion of the music. And I've, every time I've seen Christina Aguilera perform, she's done all that, but it looks put on. It looks it looks fake to me. It's like she's hitting a note and doing all these contortions. Oh, I'm so into it. Oh, but it just it it didn't seem to match. The energy never seemed to match with her. So the reason I played this uh, opening is because uh, even though I've never watched the show. The commercials for the show do this horrible thing that I hate. And Christina Aguilera at one time was was pretty cute. She was probably, you know, in her late teens or early 20s. She was thin as a rail, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, 
velvet skin. She was she was pretty cute. Um, but now she's a little older. She she's a little heavier. She looks more like a uh, like a Jersey Shore girl. She looks like Snooky with a blonde wig. She's kind of lost that those girlish good looks, and now she looks a bit more like a. I hate to sound mean, but like a trailer park girl. Okay, I'm just keeping it real. And what irks me is in the commercials, they play that theme I just played you, and then during that theme playing on the commercials, on TV, in prime time, the whole time they're showing slow-motion close-ups and suggestive cutaways of Christina Aguilera with her hair blowing in a wind machine and, uh, you know, cutaways to her, her pouting lips with red lipstick and a shot of her with her arms up over her head and she's kind of doing that kind of look at the camera, like sideways look with her eyes, that kind of, if, I, if I'm being blunt, it's like, hey, come fuck me, you know, that type of look. She's obviously doing, like, seductive little uh, eye movements to the camera. You know, there's a there's a quick pan down her body, her waistline, her cleavage. And I'm like, what the hell are you guys selling here? It's it's a singing show. What, what is the implication with, with Christina Aguilera pretty much, uh, you know, looking like a stripper with clothes on? And doing all these slow motion uh, faces of ecstasy and her eyes rolled back in her head and the slow motion face turns almost like, come here, let me let me service you right here and now. Let me take care of you. It just creeps me out. It's like, what are you doing? You're you're a singing competition. What what's the implication that that you guys are selling Christina Aguilera like we're we turn on the show and we're going to see her rolling naked on a on a leopard carpet you know doing pornographic uh, sex with with line line up lines up, line, lines up of men with lines of men I can't even get that one out so upset oh i can't even talk ah poor leopard Can you imagine the poor dead leopard Christina Aguilera with her trailer park butt rolling around, a line of men. I don't know. I just hate the uh, the whole implication, the selling the sex. I say, you know what? You want to sell me the sex? Uh, put put someone that's sexy on there. At least don't don't put kind of a chubby, overweight has been. You know, with her pouty lips and her bl- hair blowing in the wind machine and the seductive bedroom eyes. Doesn't do it for me, man. And it's just, it's its like a, uh, a, a, a con job. It's like a, a fake advertising. It's like, oh, man, I got to watch this show. Are you kidding me? Holy God, I got I got to watch this girl. Who knows what this girl's going to do? Look at the eyes she's giving me. Look at her arched back. Look at her hair blowing in slow motion. 
What the hell's going to happen? Oh, I'm going to get laid, man. I'm getting laid at 8 o'clock on Thursday night on NBC by Christina Agrularia. And then you turn it on, and there she is in real time, sitting in a chair, her belly roll hanging over. Yeah, I think you're a really good singer. You re- you're, you're on my team. You're a really good singer. Beautiful. Really liked your stylings with your voices and the way you're, you're pitched. You're a little pitchy, but I love you. What a load. So there you go. That's my grumpy old man beef for today. Get Aguilera off. If you want to do that, man, just, I don't know, throw on an old dirty movie from the 70s. Yeah, who's into the hot sauce, man, huh? When you go out to dinner. Oh, man, can I have some hot sauce? Oh, this isn't hot enough, man. I, I need it hotter, man. I j- just put... You got anything hotter? What? You can actually shove my face in the brick oven? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, just shove it right in. Turn up the flames, would you? Yeah, I'd like to eat my meatballs with a flame in my face. You've met them. They'll get, like, a, a pizza, or they'll get, like, some meat, pour, like, hot sauce on it, and then they'll put jalapenos on it, then they'll put, like, hot peppers on it, and chilies. They'll pour, like, radiator fluid on it, and uh, rat poison, maybe some gunpowder, stuff a wick in there, shove it in their mouth, and light it. Just sit back and watch. And they're like, oh, I'm cool, man. This is great. This isn't even hot enough. Meanwhile, their their face is turning pink and purple. They look like a squid changing color underwater. No, really, I'm fine, man. Sweat starts coming down. They look like a uh, cold glass of lemonade sitting on a porch on a hot summer day. All the, the water starts to bead on their face and drip. No, I'm doing great, man. Yeah, you can handle your hot sauce. <laughs> I bet you have asbestos toilet paper at home, too, Mr. Hot Ass. <laughs> we don't do the hot sauce here on the Harlan Highway. And you know why? Because we always keep it cool. Yeah. On the Harlan Highway. Hello. Yeah, I got to be honest, man. Sometimes that hot sauce in the mouth is kind of cool, right? I have I have certain times, you know, every now and then I'll just be like, let's do this. And I don't do the traditional, like, hot sauce like you get on, like, hot wings and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I like, I like my hot sauce in, like, a Thai dish or, uh, even better yet, a really, really spicy hot curry, you know, where your, your, your uh, mouth is just numb. It's, it feels like a... Basically, you went out to dinner, and the guy's like, "I would you like a curry?" I'm like, "Give give it to me as hot as I can, as hot. Just give me the the best, the hottest, the spiciest. Okay, just a minute, please put this apron on." And then they put an apron on you, and then a dentist walks out and freezes your mouth and numbs it. 
Here is your dentist. He will be applying your chicken tandoori tonight and your num bread and your pika pika shrimp. You know, it's it's like you 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 eat enough of it or you eat a, a, a little bit of it and your mouth just goes numb. Your your tongue is so hot, your inner cheeks are so hot that you become immune to it. Your mouth is just on fire. And then, uh, you know, your eyes feel a little swollen. And like I said, you, you you actually start to sweat on your forehead. And it's kind of cool, you, but you have to just jump in. You can't go, oh, I'll just have a little tiny bit of this hot curry or this hot stuff. No, what, once you commit, once you've put one little, even a, like a little dabble in your mouth, it's it's on. It spreads like a wildfire through your mouth. And at that point, you just go for it. You go, okay, I'm in. It's like it's like walking into a into a swimming pool or a lake. You know how you kind of walk in hesitantly. You kind of hold your arms up. You're like, ooh, I can feel it on my belly. And everyone's like, just jump right in. Ooh, it's cold. It's cold. It's like that's what you got to do with the hot stuff, man. Once it's in your mouth, just here we go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Give me more. Right? And then it starts to feel good. It's like your mouth is kind of numb and you're on fire and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And then you just order more. You're like, you know what? I rarely do this. I rarely light my face on fire. So bring me another dish. Let's do it. Let's pound it in there because I'm not doing this again for another 12 years. So it's good. It's fun. So if you haven't been out for like a a nice Indian dish or a Thai dish where they put the uh, hot peppers in it and you think you can handle it, go out and try it. I was one of those guys like, no, 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 I'm not doing the hot food. I No, no. And then, you know, one day I just tried it and it was kind of fun. As painful as it sounds, it's, it's kind of fun. Once you jump in, once you're in the water... It, it, it's kind of a weird sensation. It's like it's like a pleasurable pain because it tastes so good, and it's like here's your body, here's your mouth conflicted between this delicious food and and this burning sensation. But you know the burning will eventually just kind of taper off, and it's just kind of a fun process. And while you're eating, you're like, oh my god. You know, you're looking at your friends. Oh, my God, this is crazy. Oh, oh, give me some more. Oh, give me some water, 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 water. Oh, I mean, when do you ever do that when you're eating? <laughs> so give it a try if you have the guts. It's actually kind of fun. It sounds crazy, but uh, pull up your pants and go out and get a nice uh, a nice hot Indian dish with curry or a Thai dish. And... Uh, let me know, even if it's your first time. Give, give it a try. I think you'll kind of like it. Let me know how it goes. 888-500-2090. 888-500-2090. Or you can write me at harlanwilliams.com. Hey, Harlan. Chad Young calling you again from Wisconsin. Left you a message earlier. had a question I wanted to ask you and forgot to. So here it goes. I think woodpeckers get headaches. That's this little woodpecker always standing outside my window on my walnut tree, bashing his face all over the tree, 
mulch and sawdust just flying everywhere and thinking, boy, little fella, you're going to get brain damaged if you don't slow down. Anyway, so that might be a nice topic for the Harland Highway pavement pounders to listen to. And uh, do woodpeckers get headaches? Anyways, love the show, man. It's awesome. Do have one small complaint, though. I listen to, listen to the show through my phone all the time, and, and my arms get tired. Maybe I can get some kind of headband or something for that. Anyways, take care. See ya. Guess who? <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes. The dear old woodpecker. First of all, what a name. Woodpecker. That just sounds like a like a, a a guy like a pirate, a pirate that had a bad accident. I have got me wooden leg, but wait till you see what else I got. Arg, I got me woodpecker too. Arg. Um. So loser name, but accurate name nonetheless. That's what these birds do. There's uh, all kinds of variety of woodpecker. There's really big ones. There's little small ones. And for those of you that were curious about what woodpeckers do, they basically land on the side of trees and with rapid motion using their heads and their faces and their beaks, they peck into the bark. They peck holes into the tree to find food. And when I say food, I mean grubs and insects, and things of the like. And, uh, you know, all kinds of parasites live inside of tree bark, and so these kind of creative birds have figured out a way that if they, they peck their way in, if they burrow their way in, if they make holes in the tree, they get to the goodies. It's kind of like the way we bob for apples at uh, Halloween. Um. So that's uh, that's the uh, the reason they peck, and then also woodpeckers will peck a hole right into a tree to get to the gooey center, and they'll make a nest inside the tree as well. Uh, but to answer your question about uh, you know their faces getting smashed and all that, they certainly do, and these birds, their heads move at like a million miles an hour. Um, you know, you could try and do a slow-mo thing on one of them, but probably just look like Christina Aguilera pecking for a cupcake. Um, what happens is these guys, these guys, uh, their faces and heads are just smashing back and forth so fast. You'd think that that their head would blow up. They'd self-destruct, but... I guess how it works is they have, uh, to compensate for all the, uh, physical... Uh, repetitive hammering they do with their heads and faces is their brain is set back uh, far in their skull to uh, lessen the impact on the brain. The, The brain is like towards the back of their head, and apparently their brains are very small. (laughs) So there's a payoff for being a a human uh, carpenter. Um, you want you want to peck at trees and and get your worms, your grubs. Well, I'm giving you a really small brain, and you got to figure you're a bit of a moron to hammer your face into a tree to get a snack. That's like us driving up to a fast food restaurant, and instead of going to the speaker and ordering at the drive-through, we just start smashing our face on the window. <laughs> Give me a cheeseburger. <laughs> 
like, ow, ow, it hurts. Please give me a cheeseburger. And some curly fries. Oh, my face. Oh, forget it. I'm just going to go get a drink. All I can do is suck through a straw. Um, so there you go. Woodpeckers. Thanks for the question. Great question. And by the way, I have a question for you. Okay? You're going to ask me a question like that. I have a question to you. Um, are you the guy that does the Motel 6 commercials? Are you that guy that goes, I'll leave the light on for you. Motel 6, we'll leave the light on for you. Because I'm pretty sure you're the guy. I mean, come on. L- listen to your voice. Hey, Harlan, Chad Young calling you again from Wisconsin. And now the Motel 6 guy's voice. Well, spank my bottom and call me polyethylene. I'm recyclable. Your voice? Left you message earlier. had a question I wanted to ask you. His voice. Hi, Tom Bodet from Motel 6. Yours? Forgot to, so here it goes. His. I'm Tom Bodet from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Hey, Harlan, Chad Young calling you again from Wisconsin. I'm Tom Bodet from Motel 6. Chad Young. Tom Bodet. Chad Young. Tom Bodet. Chad Young. Tom Bodet. Chad Young. Tom Bodet. We'll leave the light on for you. Oh, it's all so confusing. So, yes, I'm going to answer your question. No, woodpeckers do not get headaches, but we get headaches from listening to their constant pounding, pounding. So we're the ones who get get headaches. And hopefully you can answer my question. Are you the guy from Motel 6? Leave the light on for you. Hey, Harlan Williams here, and let's talk about fiscal responsibility. I'm talking about sunglasses, okay? How many of you are wearing sunglasses right now or have some in the car sitting beside you, and you paid up over $100 for those sunglasses, $200, $300 for sunglasses, that you know you're going to sit on any day now, or you're going to leave at a restaurant, or you're going to break or bend or twist or crush. Telling you, man, you go to any 7-Eleven, any gas station, they got $12 sunglasses that do just a good a job. Nobody knows how much you paid for them. Put them on, block out the sun, and then when you sit on them, you go, oh... That was a $12 crush job. Now go get some more $12 sunglasses. Okay? So just a little tip from me to you. Keep the sun out of your eyes and keep your bucks in your pocket. And I don't want to sound cheap, believe me, okay? It's not like I'm a miser, but... Have you ever noticed this? The only way you ever know that somebody's sunglasses cost an astronomical amount of money is when they tell you, right? Isn't that something they always let slip out? You know, at some point, they'll be like, oh, how do you like my glasses? Yeah, sunglasses, yeah. Yeah, $325, you know, but they were worth it. You know, I don't think anyone with expensive sunglasses ever goes without broadcasting how much they got. And that's why they buy them. 
because people want to be able to say it out loud and make you feel like a peasant crawling through the streets in rags. Hey, where'd you get your sunglasses, man? Oh, these are like 7-Eleven, like $8 jobs. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I I went to 7-Eleven once and bought like a bag of chips, but these glasses here, $840. Why did I even say that? What? Why why would I even let that out? I mean, it's so stupid. I mean, why would I tell anybody that I paid $1,200 for these glasses? So dumb. Like, as if as if anyone cares, right? Like, why would I say it out loud? Like, who, who really cares? Uh, apparently you do, man. Oh, come on. As if I care that these were $3,000. I thought you said they were $1,200. What? No. $1,200? What am I, a, a homeless person? These were $7,000. But you just said $3,000. What? Maybe you need a hearing aid from 7-Eleven to go with your, your, if whatever those are on your eyes. Other oh, sunglasses. Whatever. I mean, were they made with, like, garbage? Compressed, like, compact garbage? Right? People, people get the expensive ones just so they can let you know. And it's like, ooh, ooh, the sun, the sun's not going to go through those glasses. Those were $1,200. No way. Your eyes will be shielded better than mine. God forbid the sun gets through to your eyes. Not at that price they won't. But me, oh, my God, I'm lucky if I'm not blind by the time I'm 13. Oh, the humility. <laughs> well, anyways, whatever you're wearing, enjoy them. Enjoy them. Look at life through rose-colored, expensive glasses. Um. So, anyways, speaking of looking at things, if you want to look at me, how about that? If you want to look at me, come on down tonight to the uh, Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania Improv. I will be doing two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night, and one show on Sunday night. That's July 8, 9, and 10. Come on down and have some giggles and hear me talk about all this stuff in person. Um, so there you go. That's our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. Put your sunglasses on and fall back asleep. Go into your coma. Until next time, we should meet. Wow, little poem there. I uh, hope you had a great time. Loved having you here. Don't forget uh, HarlanWilliams.com. Uh, can go to the uh, merchandise store, pick up, uh, pick up some books, some CDs, some T-shirts, whatever you fancy. Uh, you can write me at HarlanWilliams.com, or you can leave a voicemail. 888-500-2090. 888-500-2090. Would love to hear from you. And uh, that's it. That's all we got. Um, thanks for coming along. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm about to say. It's probably the only predictable thing you'll ever get on the Harlan Highway. Until next time. Chicken chow mein, baby. We'll leave the light on for you.